everyone. This is Rebel Parenting. I'm your host, Ryan Dobson. There's been another mass shooting. Uh, during COVID and the pandemic, they went down. And in the last two weeks, we've had a number of shootings. And uh, I got a bunch of phone calls earlier this week asking if I would talk about it again on the podcast. And uh, of course, of course I will. Um, it makes me sad and I will talk about it. And then I want to cover um, an article in CNN that talks about the shooting and what is going on with politics currently. Um, if you don't want that part, it'll be at the end. You can, uh, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, the Boulder shooting was at a King Super. Um, that is a supermarket here in Colorado owned by the Kroger Company. There's one just up the street from our house. In fact, there was an active shooter situation across the parking lot at our King Super a number of years ago at a Planned Parenthood abortion clinic. Um, it wasn't a pro-life activist. It was someone trying to commit suicide by cop. Um, so it's a very different scenario and situation. Uh, although... I was on the street heading to that supermarket when the shooting was taking place. And thankfully, uh, the people that handle our security called and asked where we were because we live close. And I said, I'm heading to the supermarket. And they said, turn around. So uh, we went back. Um, for those that are new podcast listeners, I've worked with a company called Cove Smart. They do home security systems. And I did tours with a group called HomeSafe teaching families how to protect themselves in and out of the home. Uh, in the home, when you've got child predators or babysitters or pornography or things like that, break-ins, uh, out in public, active shooter situation, kidnapping, things like that. Um, in my family, I've dealt extensively, extensively with this since we were little uh, because my parents became very famous and they also became a huge target. And so... We had to deal with security and what to do in an active shooter situation and what does a home security system look like and is it effective and is it helpful and what works and what doesn't and how do you be vigilant and all those things. And here's the problem is when we think about active shooter situations or how to protect our families, we freeze where we get so overwhelmed at the possibilities and options. Uh, there's a great book called The Paradox of Choice which talks about the overwhelming nature of too much choice. Um, and because there are so many things being thrown our way as parents, most parents freeze. And I want you to know that's the natural thing for you to do in a crisis is to freeze. If you don't know what to do in that particular crisis, fight or flight hits and freeze hits. A lot of people paralyze or they fight or flight. Uh, interestingly enough, Freeze often happens before fight or flight. Uh, if it was only fight or flight, we wouldn't have to do this talk uh, because that's the first two things. You're out in public, you're with your family, you're at a Walmart, a supermarket, a Costco, somewhere, and your plan for an active shooter starts before it says when you go to church or when you go to the supermarket, when you walk in, you think to yourself, where are the entrances? Where are the exits? If something bad happened, where would I go? 
Now, a lot of people think that's going to make you paranoid. It's going to make you, you know, afraid of everything around you because you're constantly looking for bad things. It doesn't. It doesn't make you paranoid. It makes you prepared. You will be prepared for situations. Uh, in that Texas shooter situation, I've seen the video. I don't recommend you see it, but I have seen that. By the time the shooting stopped, nobody had left the room. In fact, no one had moved. At the very end of the video, one person is seen running out the door. One out of an entire congregation of people in a church. Shooting is going on. People are dying in front of you. Nobody moves. I got a little flack from that. People thought I was making fun of those people. I'm not at all. I'm telling you, that is exactly what you will do if you're not prepared. You will freeze. I've seen it time and time and time again. Uh, I trained security with our security guards. We did self-defense training. We didn't do self-defense. We took training on how to hurt people trying to hurt you. How to stop bad people. Uh, and I'm telling you, you can see videos of this over and over and over in training where there will be two people arguing and one guy punches the other guy and the other guy doesn't do anything. He just stands there surprised. And his brain is saying, this didn't happen. I I'm in... 2021 polite society. Someone didn't just punch me in the face because we had an argument. That didn't happen. And while their brain is doing that, that person is punching them five or six more times. They're going to get knocked out. They might hit their head on the ground because they didn't have a plan. The plan may have been don't get into an argument with someone you don't know. Maybe that was the plan. Uh, but clearly, more often than not, people get into situations with no plan and they freeze. So I'm going to tell you what to do. First thing is know where your entrances and exits are. Everywhere you go, just it's a, play a game with your kids. Hey, if something bad happened here, where would we go? By the way, it's different when you're in the front of your church versus the rear of your church or the right side or the left side. Or if you're in the front of Costco or the back of Costco, or if you're in the pet aisle, you know, in that section, ours has a separate area for pets. It used to be where alcohol was. Then Colorado changed its laws. And now we've got pets in a separate section. If you're in there, what would you do? So what would you do? You're in church. You're sitting where you normally sit. Think about it right now. We all sit in the same place every time. Almost all of us. And if you're the guy that jumps around, then think about where you're sitting in church. If someone jumped up and something started taking place, where would you go? What would you do? Think about it. Ask yourself if you know what you would do. Here's the thing. Go see the interviews of people after the shootings in White Plains. I think it was White Plains, Texas, White something, Texas. And here's what people say over and over again. I knew something was going to happen. I knew it. I saw this guy and I knew something was going to happen. Really? You knew something was going to happen. You've got a child next to you who witnessed three people get shot and two people get murdered. One was killed. One was murdered. You knew something was going to happen and you stayed? You stayed. It's amazing how many people say, I knew something was going to happen. And the reporter never goes, why didn't you leave? But what kind of a person has that suspicion? Here's the thing, because that overriding sense of normalcy, that desire for peace, the desire for calmness and consistency, oh, I know that guy looks weird, but I mean, probably nothing's going to happen. But it did. And now your kids saw, saw someone murdered. They saw someone shot. 
That's crazy. Can you imagine the therapy and the trauma they experience and they'll have to deal with for the rest of their lives? You don't need to see that. I can tell you, this is more than a year ago, because our church hasn't met in that location in more than a year. So well more than a year ago, and we've started sitting downstairs. Uh, We used to sit in the balcony because I don't like people. Just kidding. We were sitting in the balcony because I like to see my surroundings and know where everything is. And somebody was up there acting strange. And I was there with Laura and my kids. And we moved. And do you know what happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. That guy didn't do anything. We finished out the service and we went home and nothing happened. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't that great? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. But something happened. My kids know that if I feel uncomfortable and I think they might be in danger, I'm going to remove them from the situation. And then we'll praise the Lord if nothing happens. But what that tells them is dad's looking out for you all the time. You didn't even notice that guy come in. You didn't notice the backpack or the way he looked or the way he kept getting in the backpack or putting it under his seat and putting it down in one place and going to another seat and coming back to the backpack and getting back in it. No one noticed any of that stuff, but I did. And I moved my family. And when they asked later in the car on the way home, I said, you know, that guy was acting strange. I hope and pray nothing happened. But if something did, I want to protect you from that. I'm not paranoid. I'm prepared. We went downstairs, finished service out. Awesome. Thanks, Glenn. Great service. Still going now and nothing happened. But if something did happen, wouldn't happen to me, wouldn't happen to my family. And I'm telling you as moms and dads, single parents, couples, your priority is your spouse and your kids and no one else. First and foremost, your spouse, your kids. You see someone acting strange, getting in their backpack, doing what happened with me, and nobody else is moving, you don't need to say a word. You don't need to say one word. Hey, someone, you know what you might do? Move your family and tell security. I should have done that. Bad on me for not telling security that there was a weirdo upstairs getting in his backpack and leaving it in one spot and going to another spot, et cetera, et cetera. Should have gone to security. Hey, I just moved my family. It's kind of weird up there. I don't know. You may want to check it out. They'd probably be appreciative. So first thing you do, be vigilant. Know your surroundings. If something takes place, where would you go? By the way, the balcony is a weird one because the only exits are behind you. So if something happens behind you, what will you do? Here's what I know in that balcony situation. I could drop my kids down. My kid, my 14-year-old could jump. No problem at all. My nine-year-old probably could too, but I could lower her down. The rest of us, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, we out the door. No worries. There's a great video. I'm going to post it after this that we posted on uh, the HomeSafe website. I think it was done by the Houston police. And it's called Run hide, fight, run, hide, fight. So you are vigilant. You know where your entrances and exits are. You do notice your surroundings. And in spite of all that, you are somewhere and a shooting breaks out. What do you do? First and foremost, run, 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 run. Grab your family and run. Have a plan for that too. Have a keyword, a code word. And by the way, You can make it fun, but also in a moment of privacy, tell your kids, we're going to make this fun, but you have to understand, I'm only going to use this for real if it's life and death. And so 
daddy or mommy, whoever it is, if you're single mommy, if you're single daddy, if your couple's talking about it together, whatever. If daddy says this, now our family, we have a different word now, but what we used to use is link up. Link up means Lucy grabs my belt, Lincoln is behind her, holding onto her shoulder, and Laura is behind him, holding onto his belt. Lincoln doesn't hold onto Lucy's because it's too far down. It would be awkward. So he holds onto the back of her shirt, onto her collar. She holds onto mine. That way, if you ever don't feel pressure behind you, it means the link has broken. Someone yells, stop. You turn around and find out why your family isn't behind you. It's just what it is. We have been many places and I go link up and we link up and we walk out. And sometimes it's for real and sometimes it's not, but sometimes it's for real. And we sit in the car and I go, hey, I just saw a guy and it looked like, uh, what do you call that? When you can see somebody that's carrying a gun under their clothes, you're not supposed to be able to see it's against the law when you have a concealed carry permit. You're not supposed to be able to show uh, a weapon. Uh, and every now and then people carry improperly or they open carry, which I just think is a bad idea. Um, in our current climate, politically, I feel like it's a bad idea. I think you're asking for trouble and you're making people around you nervous. You're not making them feel safer. Um, anyway, run, hide, fight. Shooter situation breaks out, run. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. These are just statistical facts. Handguns are used most often in life. I'm going to read this article to you and it's going to talk all about assault weapons and military weapons and rapid fire, all these types of things. We're going to talk about those issues too. And handguns are used most often. Here's the thing about handguns. The barrels are short. Short barrels mean harder to shoot, harder to aim, harder to hit your target. Someone's shooting a handgun, run, 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 run. You can run serpentine, you can run diagonal, whatever. But if you're in a crowd, run. Get to the exit as fast as you possibly can, as fast as you possibly can. Get out that door and keep going and don't stop until you're in safety. Run, 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 run. Now, if you are stuck, like in that King Super, the people in the pharmacy were stuck in the pharmacy. There was not an exit for them to get out of and they were hiding under a desk and they had barricaded the door. That's how you hide. You don't hide in an aisle in plain sight. You make yourself a target. That person wants to shoot people. You have to understand, this is an irrational thing. You cannot rationalize with irrationality. Terrorism is irrational. It's to create fear. They want to shoot you. If you are a stationary still target, it's easy to shoot. Don't be easy to shoot. And here's the other thing too. When you watch that video, Run, Hide, Fight, it will tell you sometimes those around you will panic and freeze. You are your own advocate. You are your family's protector. You're the parent. Protect you and your family. That's what you do. You protect you and your family. Go, Ryan, what about the Aurora, Colorado shooting in the theater? Yeah, get in your belly and crawl to the edge. Move. Move and get out. There's three or four exits in each theater. There's two at the front and one in the back, sometimes two at the back. There's balcony, there's, there can be more than that. Know your exits, move and get out. If you can't, if you are stuck in an interior room, then hide. By the way, you gotta understand too, drywall doesn't stop rifle bullets. It can stop some lower grade uh, handgun bullets. Uh, walls usually 
won't stop. It depends, you know, a metal door, maybe a fire door, depending on the caliber, but rifles go through lots and lots of things. So know that, know that movies are false, that when you're shooting at walls, they go straight through it into the person behind it. So figure out where you are, get yourself in the safest place possible, barricade the door and be quiet. By the way, that's the interesting thing about this article. The people in the pharmacy didn't realize that the shooter was literally right next to them on the other side of the wall until the police got him. They were being quiet. That was the right thing to do. That was the right thing to do. This all started for me with the Walmart shooting in Ohio uh, in 2019. I think it was 2019. The people hid in the aisles and the guy went from aisle to aisle shooting people. That's why people die. They didn't know what to do. Run, hide, fight. Last thing. You're trying to hide, nothing you can do. Then fight like your life depends on it because it clearly does. Fight. Fight with the ferocity of a mama bear, a papa bear. Fight like your wife might be a widow. Fight like your husband might be a widower and your kids might be orphans if something else happens. Fight like they might die. That's how you fight. It's ferocity. Here's the truth too. Those terrorists aren't expecting you to fight back. They're just not. They're not expecting you to fight back. They are bullies. They want easy targets. They want fish in a barrel. If you're in a bad situation, know what to do. Hoping something bad doesn't happen to you is not a plan. By the way, it's not a plan for anything. It's not a plan for your teen looking at porn on the internet if you don't have a filter, hoping that they just don't stumble upon it. I hope they don't see something bad. I hope it's not too early. I hope my kid isn't old enough to know that. Uh, wow, okay. I hope so too. But every study I see and every guest we've ever had on here says that doesn't work. So what is it that it is? Do you need a security system? Then get one. They're super cheap, man. They're super cheap. The Cove Smart ones are amazing. They're a little bit more expensive, but you go to Harbor Freight and get one. Here's the truth. You get a sticker that says we've got a security system. That will stop at least 80% of burglars. If you put a sign in your yard that says we have a security system, who do you want to burgle? Who do you want to rob? The guy that you think has a security system or anybody else? I'd say anybody else. And by the way, if you've got the stickers in the sign of your yard, then they're positive you've got a security system. Shoot, I don't want that. You know, we have on our fence around our house, we've got a sign that says 24-hour uh, surveillance. Do you know why? Because we've got cameras all around our house, a 24-hour surveillance. It's awesome. All my neighbors do now. We've all got cameras. We've all got signs. It makes our end of the cul-de-sac very safe. Because everyone's looking at everything from a different angle. We're all looking out for each other. How do you keep your family safe? Get to know your neighbors. Get to know those around you. Look out for one another. But I'm telling you, in this day and age, hoping something bad doesn't happen to your family isn't a plan. Get a plan. You're going to go to a public thing with your kid or you're going to go, you know, you're going to an event. Laura and I spoke at a big homeschool convention in Texas, by the way. The Texas Homeschool Coalition puts on the greatest events in Houston and Dallas. They are amazing. And they had this great group come in called Big Cow or Giant Cow. I don't remember, but they were awesome. And Lucy just loved it. Loved every second of it. And before she went in every day, we took a picture of her with our cell phone. 
Because then if she goes missing, I can go to a cop and go, this is exactly what my daughter looked like three hours ago. This is exactly what she was wearing. This is what her hair looks like right now today. Oh, by the way, here are her shoes. They're pink with the rainbow laces. Why do I point the shoes out? Because most kidnappers, if they do have another change of clothes for your kid, won't have shoes. It's rare. They might throw a sweatshirt on over them. But shoes would be rare. Point out the shoes. Take a picture. God's just being paranoid. Okay, totally. Whatever. Do you do you. Okay? You do you. But I'm going to protect my family. That's what I'm going to do. All right, da da da. Difference between cover and concealment. Yes. Press bar code system. Oh, William has a cove system. That's right. William, one of our listeners right now, uh, was at one of my home safe events and got a cove system. I love my cove system. It's super easy to use. I've got a bunch of cameras hooked up to it now. I totally love it. Okay, now let's get into this part of it. Um, a thing popped up on my newsfeed today that uh, Biden says we must do. Uh, here's what they always say. This is what you know it's political. Common sense. Uh, <clears throat> common sense laws uh, to protect you from guns. Common sense laws to protect you from guns. Um, it's not what they're proposing. They're proposing to take all your guns away. Uh, by the here's this. Um, excuse me. But you have to understand why I'm struggling with this. I want this program to be a positive program. I want it to be an inspiration to you. I want you to understand that I believe in you and I think that you can be a great parent and you can have an amazing marriage. You can be fulfilled and happy and satisfied and joyful and you can teach your kids about the Lord and you can spend eternity together forever. I believe that and I want this to be a source of inspiration uh, and, and, and encouragement that you can do it. And there's just things going on that drive me crazy. And so I'm going to take a little bit of time to talk about the politics of gun control in America. They're not proposing to remove all guns. They're proposing to remove all guns from honest citizens. We all know the facts. Criminals don't turn their guns in. That doesn't happen. Increasing the punishment doesn't cause criminals to turn their guns in. When you ban guns, honest people turn their guns in. That is all. You got to ask yourself a question. Why would the government want honest, law-abiding citizens to hand all of their guns in? Oh, Ryan, you're being a conspiracy theorist. I am not. I am not. Venezuela exists today. It exists today. You got to understand, go see the Vice piece on Venezuela. Go talk to my producer and ask about Venezuela and what it's like because the government took all the guns away. Well, then what happens when the government abuses its citizens? Well, there's just nothing you can do. There's just nothing you can do. The only reason that a government would want to disarm its population of law-abiding citizens is because they're law-abiding. They believe in the rule of law. The rule of law says you can't abuse your power. There are checks and balances in our government. You can't just do whatever you want. And the only way you keep a government from doing whatever it wants is having an armed citizenry. Now, you can disagree with me on that and agree with me on everything else. Parenting is totally fine with me, but that is my opinion on it. 
And the reason why our current administration wants to disarm America is because it's power. Look at the last 18-month power grab that has taken place. Explain to me why, if everyone is vaxxed, but this is, this is the report that came out from our White House. If there is a group of completely vaccinated people, you're now allowed to meet in small groups unmasked. Everyone's vaccinated, small groups. Why? Why small groups? Why not as many as you want if you've been vaccinated? Because what they're doing is creating a situation in which you constantly break the law. You're constantly breaking the law. It's not based on science. It's based on fear and power. You got to understand that. It's based on fear and power. Well, but I want to have a bigger than a small group. I, I did a Thanksgiving and I wasn't supposed to and I hope my neighbors didn't see and report me. Neighbors reporting you for being with your own family and friends? Where are we living? This is crazy. Twenty-one-year-old suspect in Colorado faces ten counts of murder. His name is Ahmad Al Al Iwi Alyssa. I'm pronouncing that poorly. I'm sure. Otherwise, they keep stating that there is no known motive. Okay. Uh, he had a thrown through gunshot by the cops. It's interesting he didn't die. That's very, very interesting. Witnesses describe terror and panic. There you go. Let's go back again. Terror and panic. Why? Because we don't know what to do. That's why people experience terror and panic when we don't know what to do. I'm, here's the truth. Imagine a situation in which every single person in that King Super grocery store was a trained undercover Navy SEAL. Every single person was a trained undercover Navy SEAL. And a guy come. by the way, this started in a parking lot. Started in a parking lot where he shot someone in the parking lot and then he came into the supermarket. So every single person is a trained Navy SEAL in that supermarket and a guy walks in with a gun. Do you think there would be terror and panic? Oh, Ryan, that's so extreme. Totally. Let's just swing the pendulum both ways. Okay. Let's swing it one way where no one has any training at all. None. No training at all. What do you experience? Terror and panic. Or everyone has the highest level of training possible. No terror, no panic. None. So what happens. If you have a plan, you experience less terror, less panic. Multiple callers said they were hiding in the store. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. By the way, uh, a, re a report from a college student said, I saw the gunman himself holding a semi-automatic rifle. Okay, that's... 
That's your opinion. You're looking from a window across a parking lot. Uh, maybe you're a trained shooter. Maybe you own that gun and you know. I don't know. And eventually he was shooting rapid fire at something before entering the building. You're going to start hearing semi-automatic and rapid fire all the time. Semi-automatic and rapid fire. You're going to, you're going to have semi-automatic be described as military style. A semi-automatic military style weapon. Why do they describe it that way? Because it's very, very broad. It's very broad. A semi-automatic weapon. Um, and here's the thing. When you hear semi-automatic weapon, what, what politicians want you to think is a very military-looking rifle. They want you to think of a militaristic-looking rifle with four grips and maybe ACOG side on top and... Uh, could be a laser or a light and a pistol grip and uh, multiple magazines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, semi-automatic. I've got a shotgun that's semi-automatic. Got a couple of semi-automatic shotguns. Every handgun I own is semi-automatic. Virtually every handgun sold today uh, is semi-automatic unless it is a single action style revolver. Uh, which means you've got to pull the hammer back before you pull the trigger every single time. Not a double action where if you pull the trigger, the hammer will go back, but then you can just rapid fire. So you got to understand this. The only weapons that are not rapid fire will be bolt action rifles. Those are typically hunting or long distance. You might say sniper rifle, okay? California banned the 50 caliber quote unquote sniper rifle because 50 caliber is used by snipers. You also have to understand in the history of the state of California, the 50 caliber has never been used in the committance of a crime. Never one time. The only people that own them are nerd long distance target shooters. That's who owns them. And maybe some nuts. Maybe some kooks. Except every one of the kooks and nuts that own it has never used it in the committance of a crime. Why ban that? Do you know why? Because it looked good. Ooh, look at this big scary weapon that we're not going to let you own. Was anybody ever using it for a crime? No. Oh, then I feel so safe, right? Don't you feel safer? Don't you feel safer knowing a gun that's never been used committing a crime is now off the streets and can't harm the first person ever? Gracious. Uh, let's see. Bolt action rifles, um, pump action shotguns, uh, brake lever shotguns. Uh, single action handguns, bolt action specialty handguns. Um, very, very few modern weapons are single fire. So you got to understand, they're trying to ban everything. Everything. And you also have to understand why. It's because it's power. It's power. Someone said boil the frog slowly. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. A few seconds later, I saw people running out of the building. I heard screaming, good, run out of the building. That's exactly what people should have done. Run out of the building. We all just scattered at the first sound. Thank you. Scatter at the first sound. By the way, maybe it's the backfire of a car and nothing happens and we all laugh about it. Whew. Uh, let's see, all crashing down. 
I saw a lot of very wide eyes. Yes. Okay. Police officer and store manager among those killed because they were trying to protect other people. That's what heroes do. Clearly, that's what they were doing. See, here's the deal. Do you know why the police officer was shot? Because his first priority isn't himself and his family. It's you. It's you. Goodness gracious. When you talk about defunding the police and this guy who has probably, he's clearly old enough for a wife and kids. Officer responded to mass shooting was killed. Leaves behind. Oh. oh I'm not going to curse. Leaves behind seven children. Yeah. So just let, let all your woke friends know that uh, the guy with a wife and seven kids decided that the shoppers at the Kroger grocery store were the most important thing he could protect that day. And he's got a widow and seven kids without a daddy. Ask him if they want to defund the police because who's going to run in after you in a shooter situation? Oh, my goodness. Listen to that guy. A father of seven children, ages five to 18, once had a different profession and didn't have to go into policing, but he felt a higher calling. Cared about his community and he was willing to die to protect others. Oh, the woman, 25-year-old store manager, strong, independent young woman. They describe her as energetic and charismatic. It's terrible. In the hours since the shooting, we're, we're learning of truly heroic acts that included... Associates, customers, and first responders selflessly helping to protect and save others. We'll remain forever grateful to the first responders who so bravely responded. By the way, say police. That's why they don't say police. They say first responders. By the paramedics didn't run into the building of an active shooter. They're not allowed to. The firemen don't run into the building of an active shooter. They wait till the cops come out. Cops ran in. The cops ran in. The police ran in. Okay, don't say first responders. It's too political. Say we are so grateful that our local police not only risked, but gave their lives to protect us. Thank you, CNN. Could you report it correctly? Our brave local police officers gave their lives to protect us. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. What authorities say happened? They don't know what happened. A guy started shooting people in the parking lot. Well, here we go. An AR-15 style pistol modified with an arm brace was used in the shooting. A senior law enforcement source told CNN on condition of anonymity. Oh, I'm going to change that to on the condition of cowardice. Because AR-15 style pistols don't exist. You're trying to politicize this. He had a pistol with an arm brace. That's what he had. So 
The first person who said he had a semi-automatic rifle was incorrect. Rapid firing, correct. I explained to you, that's what pistols do. He had a pistol with a little brace on it, so it made it uh, a bit more stable. It does make it more stable. I have looked into one recently. There's a great Israeli company that makes them. It doesn't extend the barrel. Not extending the barrel means, is it more stable? Yes. Is it still a handgun with a tiny little barrel? Absolutely. A rifle, on the other hand, has a barrel about that long. I'm, yes, it's on screen. Okay. I'm trying to think. Someone have to tell me what the uh, short, I think the shortest barrel you can legally own is around 20 inches. Austin says online, why would a social worker run into a grocery store to save lives? But so here's the thing. You might say, well, what if they did? Okay, what if a social worker did run into the building? Well, then it happened before the police got there. And I don't think that took place. And if the police were there, they wouldn't allow you to do it. Again, politicized article. They went through the person's home. A photograph of the items that the male removed on scene included a green tactical vest, a rifle, in parentheses, possible AR-15. Or not. Or something completely else. By the way, just as deadly. But do you understand? This is called, I thank you, Austin, boiling the frog slowly. What they're going to try to do is hammer, 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 quote unquote, assault, rep assault weapons, assault weapons, assault weapons. Here's the deal too. If you know a neighbor that is a shooter, that's a hunter or an active shooter, if you have a good relationship with them, ask them, 16 barrels is shortest for rifle form information. Thank you, 16. Well, that's short. Goodness gracious. Um, ask how many of their weapons would be taken away and then look at them would be removed if it's under the classification of, quote, assault rifle, because most of the weapons I own would be taken away from me. Rapid fire. By the way, don't ever listen to the phrase high capacity magazine ever again. Okay. There are standard capacity, standard issue magazines that all military receive. That's it. Those are called standard capacity magazines. Standard. Not high capacity, standard issue. That's it. High capacity magazines are novelty items. Got to understand, like uh, full grade military drum magazines do exist. Yes. And for the most part, when you see these high capacity, 100 round, 75 round banana clip things, those are novelty items. This is not military. Uh, they don't work that well. They jam really easily. They look funny. They look silly. My friends and I think they're hilarious because we shoot. And in experience with using them, they're trash. Now, standard capacity magazines, which all military issued and which we've been able to buy since time began up until recently when it was rebranded high capacity is just semantics. It's just words. It's just words. Uh, I've a misnomer. I've heard a recent bill that would target any removable magazines, of course, any removable magazines. They are going to scare you to death with words. Look through the smoke and mirrors. Calls for action against gun violence. 
Oh, yeah. Colorado Governor Jared Polis. <sighs> By the way, goodness gracious. He says he thought the case will be pretty easy to prosecute because there are many witnesses. Okay. Uh, you're not an attorney. Please don't make legal speculations. That's not your job. Um, he did say no matter what the shooter's motive was, it will not make sense to anyone. Would it make sense to another terrorist? This is just where everybody goes to pick up groceries, Polis said. Never ever does it cross your mind that a trip to the grocery store could be your last moments on earth. That is why you must have a plan. Because most, if not every single one of those people, the cop did. That cop absolutely thought that when he put his uniform on that day, it may be his last. And it was. It was his last day on earth for him and his seven kids and his wife. Okay? Don't be, don't be paranoid. Just be prepared. Honestly, don't be paranoid. Just be prepared. People want to ask me, every time I go do these events, they ask me about concealed carry permits. What do I think about them? Um, I think if you're going to carry a gun, you better know how to use it. I think if you're going to carry a gun, that ought to be your last resort. You ought to have a bunch of resorts in between that and killing somebody. Uh, what do I mean? Know how to defend yourself. Don't be another um, Andrew Zimmerman. Ugh. Don't be a guy that doesn't know how to do anything except pull a trigger. Don't be that guy because then you're just a danger to you and everyone around you. You're the kind of person, if you don't know anything except how to pull a trigger, you're the guy that's going to get the gun taken away from you and used against you. Okay. Why do I mean by that? I mean by that is most people that target shoot do just that. They target shoot. They go to a range. It's indoors. It's well lit. They've got on hearing protection and eye protection and they know what they're doing and they stand for a while and they point at target. Rarely do people practice active shooter situations with their handguns. Rarely do they get their heart rate beating up high enough to where that alone will make them miss. The way we started overcoming that, there's a thing called buck fever. When you've been sitting in a deer blind, you know, from about four in the morning or 3.30 in the morning to about seven, eight in the morning, and you're stiff as a board and you're freezing your tail off and nothing's moved. And all of a sudden a giant buck steps out of nowhere and your heart beats through your chest. It's beating like crazy. It's beating so fast. And you're trying to, you're trying to aim and you're shaking because your heart's beating so fast that your adrenaline surging through your system and you jerk the trigger and you miss by a mile. And that is called buck fever. Ask a hunter. Everyone's experienced it. I have. I've seen my dad do it. It's embarrassing. We all get teased by it. You missed it by a mile. I did. Or you make a bad shot and you got to track a deer for half a day because you don't want to leave a wounded animal out there. It's awful. So what do me and my friends do? We do burpees. Do burpees, then target shoot. Get your heart rate up over about 115, 120 till you really are just sucking wind and then try to hit a target. By the way, don't do it on a bipod or a tripod. Do it offhand. Hold up that big heavy rifle and you're going, ah, ah, ah. and then you wonder why the biathlon is such a difficult sport in the Winter Olympics when they cross-country ski and then target shoot with a 22. Get your heart rate soaring and then try to shoot something. So if you're going to carry a gun, go get proper training for it. Go to Sheepdog, go to Front Sight, somewhere that will teach you what to do during an active shooter situation. That'd be a fantastic thing for you to do. Fantastic. Bum, bum, bum. How long have we been going? For? Ooh, that was a long one today. It's 45 minutes. Hey, I appreciate you listening. I, 
I, I will not shy away from politics on the program. I will pick and choose when I do talk about what's going on in our nation. Uh, I will try not to be negative. I'll try not to name call and do things like that. If I do, please call me on it. Let's make this be a place of inspiration and positivity and joy. I want you to know you can protect your family. You can be safe in public. You don't need to have fear. The Lord knows where you're going. He knew what would happen the day before it happened. He knows where you're going to be. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be prepared. Okay? We have car insurance. We have fire insurance. If you're in California, you get earthquake insurance. If you're you know, in Louisiana, you try to get flood insurance. Right? Why? Well, I hope something bad doesn't happen, but if it does, I need the insurance. I put a seatbelt on in my car. Why? Because hoping someone isn't looking at their phone, texting when they run into me, isn't a good plan. A plan is a plan. And you can have one. God bless you all so much. Thanks for listening. I will see you next week. (laughs) 